Hi. Yeah, it's a, it's Italian again. We're doing an Italian movie again. Um, Nick is not available this week. He'll be back. Um, he'll be back maybe by the end of Giallo month. But we do have a special guest, so let's um, let me just get this going a little bit. Um, well, I'm gonna introduce him in a second. Okay. So it's your favorite final girl, Emily, and your favorite final babysitter, Mike. Yo. And special guest Jeremy from the amazing podcast Fans of the Dead. What's hey, going on, guys? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing just ducky. Got the day off I'm tomorrow. Freaking old guy. Started trying to do my Boston accent. Uh, so you got to pull out so, the wicked. It's wicked. You can't. Wicked. Wicked, wicked hard. Is it wicked? Cold wicked hard. I think it's wicked hard. Is it like yeah? The there's there's so there's so much stupid shit that they. Is we're stereotyped a, with. There was a VH1 um like reality show that I think lasted for one season because they were trying to, I think, like do something like the Jersey Shore, but it was set in Boston. And her, no one remembers it but me, but I've watched it. It was so bad. Uh, it was not interesting, but they just said Wicked Hot a lot. But the uh, yeah. mayor from The Simpsons, he's supposed to have the Boston accent, right? Oh, he's he's basically supposed to be Ted Kennedy. Yeah. I do love Ted Kennedy. Besides the, the, well, besides boys, the chip, right? the the drowning incident, I think he was the hottest Kennedy. You know, the Chappaquiddick. Chappaquiddick. Yeah. Besides the, you know, him letting that woman drown. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> left her for like twelve hours. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's whatever. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, well, tell us about your podcast real quick before we get into this. So we're actually very similar to what you guys are, although we don't stick to just slashers, but basically we cover a movie each month. Uh, you guys are more weekly than than we are, and then we do like side tangents where we do a countdown. And oh yeah, tr- like your tangents. The tangent episodes are cool. Yeah, so we, we do that. We, we release three shows a month and yeah, we're everywhere you can find a podcast, Spotify, iTunes, or whatever it's called now. Um, it was Apple Podcast, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Deezer, which I guess is a thing. Um, yeah, we just got on TikTok. We're on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. You were on YouTube. We're they everywhere. Love the TikTok. They love the I TikTok. I do our TikTok. Like you, you don't. Do you we even have, have a TikTok? You didn't no know shit. that. I don't know. God, I, yeah, I, I just I jumped on that train. Yeah, I I've been doing it for a bit. It's a. I usually just post the trailers and the kill count videos on them anyway. But um, yeah. So um. Like I said, we're coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me with a Knife, a weekly, weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. I'm not going to do it like him. That was my neck impression. Yeah, best and worst. Gag Me with a Knife continues this month of Giallos with uh-huh. 1972's The Case of the Bloody Iris. And um, I'm going to read the back of uh, the, the whatever. Um, the box. Nice box. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to make sure that, like, well, I, I just have to because it was, it's called two different things. Um, oh, that's the other one. Never mind. Okay, the other one has the has an, like okay. three names. Okay. Um, when two young women are viciously slain in a luxury high rise, a beautiful young model, Edwige Finish, oh, love her, Smoke moves into out. one of their vacated apartments and soon finds that she is now being stalked by her ex husband. Um, and uh, the mysterious killer. But the suspects are her ex-husband, a predatory lesbian neighbor, <laughs> the uh, 
The deformed son of a slasher widow, a sinister widow, which you don't find out till the end. So, and even the building's handsome architect, George Hilton, also hot, who suffers from a paralyzing fear of blood. Can she expose the mass maniac with a taste for luscious women and depraved murder before she becomes his next victim? 1972. Uh, What were your thoughts on this one, Jeremy? So, like, just general, just general, like, so. I'm relatively new to the to the giallos. So I, I turned this movie on. And of course, you know, my wife loves horror movies. And so I put this on and she literally thought I was watching 70s porn. <laughs> there. Yeah, I can see that. Well, so, wait, I don't know if it was that one or strange because I watched them both at the same time. But where they had that sex scene where like it looks like her vagina's in the wrong place. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was that's um, strange. That was divides it. That's, yeah, yeah, okay, that's okay, strange. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> was, I took a few um, pictures of that because I was like, that's odd. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I got real into giallos for a while, like about 15 years ago. Or yeah, something. everybody has a phase. You know? Yeah, I had a, I had a giallo phase, but I'm, you know, getting back into it. So I, this used to be my favorite one. I've decided that another one is my favorite one instead so far. But um, I do really like this movie. I, I, I like, love the music. I, I like that they're, they're not super like predictable. Um, I mean, it was, it, it's horror murder. She wrote. It's essentially what it is. Well, they do become very predictable when you realize that the least likely person to be the killer is going yeah. to be the killer. So you can start picking up pretty because it'll be like some random, like not with Strange Vice as much, but with most of the other ones, you can start picking out. But you, you mentioned murder she wrote. It's crazy the Edwige's name in this is Jennifer Lansbury. I don't even know if murder she wrote. That's in a yeah, that is in, okay. Yeah, her name's Julie in there. Yeah. But it was murder she wrote. No, around? that was in the like 80s. The books, that was maybe? in like the no. It was like the 80s. It was like the mid late 80s. I don't know. Did they, I don't think they had book. Was it based off of a book? But uh, think, no, she was a writer. Oh yeah. She was a writer Fletcher. in the show. Yeah. Well, the name of the the name of the writer is the same as the name of the character her name's angela Lansbury. but angela Lansbury's the the actress but jessica what's her name's like jessica something oh jessica, jessica fletcher yeah. yeah that's the name of the character but also my, my mother author. watched a lot of murder she wrote i did not watch it i i didn't, never watch it either but well, i did sit good boy sit good we pert- oh does it the it mary tyler Moore? Oh no no no! That's uh, a family ties. Man. That's family. Yeah, it, got, well, it, was, yeah it's, it was family ties. I think it was the same production. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Mike, Lansbury. get us going on. Uh, on this. All right. Movie. So uh, at the beginning, it says the name of the director is Anthony Ascott, but it's really uh, Giuliano. I can't remember your name right now. Yes, Giuliano. Versace. Car- it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not something that I can. Uh, it's. Uh, Giuliano Carne Mayo. Carne Mayo. <laughs> and I have an Italian. I have an Italian degree. As embarrassing. I, as I, that I, is. I thought you did. I, that's what I said. <laughs> I was. What, is, uh, like what does one do with an Italian degree? Uh, he works at McKay's. Yeah, I used to work at a sushi <laughs> bar, and now I work at a bookstore. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like my anthropology degree. You go to grad school, or you just have shitty jobs the rest of your or life. Or you go to grad school, and you still have shitty jobs, like I did. So oh, there you go. The grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wish I didn't have that hundred thousand dollars. I got a hundred thousand dollars now. I don't have a. Longer. I don't have student. How does loans. that happen? I don't have student loans. I went to Europe a couple times on my student loans. Okay, so back to go. the case of the bloody iris. 
So this lady's buying this weird phone token, which seemed kind of foreign to me. Oh, yeah, but we're in a foreign country. So um, she gets on the phone, and there's a female voice on the other end. It's like, oh, come on up. I'm here alone. And then we see this pretty lady walking across town. I'm pretty sure it's Rome. And there's a beautiful Bruno Nicolai score going on. Uh, there's a bunch of people like waiting to get on an elevator. And then they get on the elevator. And there's close-up of all these everyday, regular Italian people faces. And a man gets on. We see him put on, putting on these golden gloves. Most Jallos have the black gloves. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That That's the difference in this one. We've got golden gloves. Uh, oh, by the way, hold on. Sorry. Shout out to Marlene. She's our new Patreon. And oh, I forgot Marlene. to call her out on the Don't Torture a Duckling. So, Marlene, you're awesome. And I'm so sorry that I just Love forgot. You on Facebook, hon. Yeah, she's amazing. Marlene's awesome. Also, we, Katie, you're a bitch. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Katie. <laughs> Katie. And Nick, if you're listening, why aren't you here, boy? You owe me $20. He's probably not. Oh, yeah, he never listens. <laughs> I haven't missed an episode yet. Um, okay, so like they go up to 16. At some point, everybody gets off the elevator. That girl gets a phone call first. Um, yeah. Uh, Luna. Her name's Luna. She's oh, yeah, like, she Luna. gets it. She's talking to somebody. We find out later that's a lesbian, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she's like on Sheila. the elevator. Yeah. She's on the elevator. There's four people in there. Two old people get off. And as soon as I think she was about to get off there, too, because that was the floor the lesbian lives on. But she's grabbed from behind and somebody has a rag over her mouth and he pulls out some funky looking knife. Out. What kind of yeah. knife is that? I don't, I don't know. Oh, it was, a straight it was like a scalpel. Right? It looked like no, a scalpel. Straight, right. So, yeah, this was like kind of a. Oh, curve. it's a scalpel. I, it's a scalpel. Is that an old school scalpel? Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he cuts that throat. He's hacking and slashing. And he ends up getting off at, at level 16, but he hits 20 on his way out. So maybe that's where all those people live, on the top floor. Well, I think he just wanted it to take longer. But he ends up getting found by the beautiful, how do you say your name? Mazir? Uh, Mizar. Mizar. Yeah. Mazir. It's Mizar. I, I know that. I know. They say it times. The, the black, Tid and the black, Batchel. the black. Yeah. Okay, that was my bad uh, with Tid. Yeah, this is <laughs> Mizar. No, Batchel was that guy's name, but I was wrong with Tid. Yeah, that was, was Ty and Ampersand. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, Jeremy. Just uh, <laughs> reminiscing about old signs. That might have been my first episode. It was. No, 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 it was your second one. Second episode. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, she's found by Mizar, the casino stripper wrestler whatever she is a violin professor and father of lesbians we uh, don't know that yet and miss moss also a mother which we don't know that yet yeah she's a widow she's a widow as as far as we know a war widow this was hilarious because they're literally just standing at it staring at a dead body right and there's like no expression no like shock it was just like Huh. Well, Mazar's like, I gotta get a word. Yeah, Mazar's like, I, I gotta get out of here. I'm um, sorry. And, and the then they just left her there. The they literally just left her there. Her room. As people, there's They're like, like a I huge guess, crowd I guess they the like assume the, the cops will, will get to it eventually. At the bottom <laughs> of the stairs, like there's all these people like yelling for the elevator, and an old guy, the old guy, the violin teacher who's pretty important later on. He's, he's like, there was a young girl murdered up here. If you, would if like you to should know. know. <laughs> well, I guess he is a professor, so I don't think yeah, he was a professor of violin, though. 
He's he some kind of professor. He definitely violin. plays the violin. He definitely does that. He works a mean tape recorder. That's true. <laughs> but that uh, yeah, that was just funny. They just they're like, ah, all right, we'll go to work. I right, just leave her there. Speaking of work, then we have a photographer and an architect. Oh, that guy was hilarious. Yeah, the photographer was the best part of the movie, I thought. <laughs> I love the photographer. I really do. I don't know. Um, Filippo or something. Oh, his, I don't no, really his name is... is uh, this his, movie's bad no, about... It, no, it's not. His like, name is um, Arnold or something like that. It's like Arthur. Andrew. His name's Arthur. 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 Andrea. He's like a... I know in one part, because I think it's... It, it's supposed to lend you to think that he's gay because he uh because at one point he was like oh yeah that's so hot that's e- that even makes me hot like <laughs> that's so hot it would even make like so i was like are you just trying to like okay we get i mean we already kind of got the we're a gay character but it doesn't yeah. matter he th- doesn't come into play yeah you reminded me a lot of like you reminded me a lot of like nathan lane yeah, I thought like he would be like that's how Andy Warhol would act, except for he'd try to be cooler or something. Yeah, Andy, Andy would be way more awkward. Yeah, he's an asshole. I mean, was Whoa. as far as I've heard. Why don't you try to kill him in an off? Like, uh, wait, what's the lady's name? The scum gal that tried to shoot air with Andy Warhol. They made a movie about it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I just know that. Uh, I used to know the name. What's his face? John McEnroe didn't really like him, but then again, John McEnroe's also yeah. an asshole. John McEnroe don't like nobody. John McEnroe would like me. That's that's very fair. And he and he also liked Patty Smythe. They're married, so. Okay. And at one point, he liked Tatum O'Neill because they were married. Are you trying to blow John McEnroe? Yes, I love him. Actually, <laughs> I, I fucking love him. They just put out a documentary about Woof. him. I oh my no, god! I heard I heard him on NPR. No, he's fantastic. I I don't like. I would fuck him now. I I love him. You know, I'll always like the asshole athletes. Yeah, Bill Lambert, John McEnroe, go others. Your dream threesome. My dream threesome is Bill Lambert, John McEnroe. No, that's not my. I I was about to say. I don't think I've ever heard one person ever say that. That would be a first. It would be like David he- David has Bobby. Oh, yeah. It. He'd have his way. But you know that he's I, not. I don't he's think he's probably he, the nicest of those three. He is probably. And also, you know, he directed like some stuff and wrote music and stuff. I, I, I bet he's really. Well, he's dead. But I bet he was really nice. <laughs> now, you know, who is not dead is Russell Todd, who was my number one crush. He and was really still nice. fucking hot and really nice. Yeah, he but he's married. Mentioned with these so. other creeps. <laughs> I don't you know lo- who was my number love two. Creeps, Emily. <laughs> Billy Loomis. Skeet Ulrich's still alive. He's a creep too. He's not in real life. You don't know that. Probably. All right, yeah. back to the movie. Anyway. Um, Unless you want to get more in here, Jeremy. <laughs> Who's your dream threesome? <laughs> okay, do 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 a terrible dream three at because okay, that, those are just Guilty my two pleasures. favorite athletes because they're assholes. Uh, because uh, the Detroit Bad Boys Pistons, that's the best era run a train on it god but i would i would let the bad boy era pistons run a train on me i would i hope you knew what you were getting into <laughs> I, I, I mean only the starters though and probably add kevin McHale in there he was really nice celtics but i mean hot i thought rodman was the sixth man no well i think he did get that award but so did kevin McHale for like the first yeah. two years because he, he he wasn't a starter for like the first two years are you a big larry yeah. bird oh 100 percent yeah, but me too. I think he's. Um, I always. I mean, say he's Magic goofy. Mary. He's goofy as fuck, but he was an asshole. Mary, uh, Matt, Mary, Magic, and Larry. If they had not existed, Michael Jordan wouldn't have existed. So therefore, Michael Jordan is not the best basketball player of all time. It is between Magic and Larry. 
Kareem. Thank you. High five. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, over, over the thing. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah. So, back to the ad man. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but, no. Who's your three dream athlete three? I was only trying to let him get out of it. Oh, oh. Damn it. Man, the, you know what? We, we may have to circle back to this because this, this requires thought. <laughs> it's got to be a meanies, though. It doesn't have to be. It's got to be worth it. You know, I just, you know. It's your dream. <laughs> it's it's, it's it, it your, is dream. your dream. Yeah, it's your <laughs> dream. So back to the movie. Okay. So Ed Weege, and I think, is that um, is that Marilyn with her at the beginning, yeah. just in a wig? Uh, yeah. Because they have painted on, like, jerseys. Yeah, because uh, 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 Ed Weege's character's name is Jennifer. She has on a wig as well. Both of them have on wigs. They're looking fly. A hard wig is a mullet. Yeah. I thought, like, I thought Sports Illustrated like made up this the painting on women uh, clothing, but this is uh, no. this is way before that. Italians are hot. So yeah, they're like <laughs> trying to sell motorcycles, and we see a photo uh, right before it cuts away. It shows a photo of Mazir, and then we. Jump to the casino. It's Mazar, by the way. <laughs> by the way. By the way. Her name is actually Mazar Harrington, like Steve Harrington. Matt, I don't know, but it's Mazar. So anyway. okay. So we go to the casino where she is heckling the crowd, trying to get some big strong man to come and wrestle with her for three minutes and she'll be their slave. Slave. Yeah. It's if, okay. Uh, yeah. This is a weird sex club that you have to have a membership to. There's a lot of weird. Sex and stuff in this movie. well, I mean, they say, cause you know, when they go and talk to them later, they're like, you know, we don't usually give out their names because you know, they pay for this membership. Yeah, but what kind, it's club. like, so this is like sex club or I, it's a strip club, I guess, but they like watch them wrestle. Or I, I think that might yeah. be. Maybe it's her, just her thing. And she's like, if you could last three minutes with me, then I'll be your slave. And she happens to be black. So there's some racial. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was that was something. But nobody, uh, nobody, nobody wanted in. They're just like, no, nope, I want no part of this. Well, they pushed that one guy. That one guy does go in and she. Here, you do it. Yeah, she she yeah. wins. Yeah, he uh very choreographed too because that part where she like uh, jumps and her legs split open and he like just happens to be sliding between her legs. <laughs> yeah, they had some good action in there. Some nice judo tosses. Uh, yeah, I bet that she makes him tap out. out in less than three minutes with some kind of foot strangle hold. She has like her feet on either side. You of should the know what that's called. Being well, a I don't think that's fan. a real uh, pro move. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a. That's a plus, thing. Plus wrestling. I've never seen that one before. Man, I just realized but 70s, I mean, 70s, 70s is a little before my time. That might have been like Antonino. It's an oversized shirt. I look shit. really fat in this shirt. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a wrestling nerd too, so okay. I, I haven't seen it. And I'm excited. Uh, I just got the start of membership. I'm going to be watching uh, Wrestle Queen Dream Queendom here coming up on the 29th. I, it's going to be nice. I really liked it. Uh, it's women's wrestling. I I, I, I got that. Women. I got that. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh, I really liked it. Uh, what is it called? These girls would have cleaned what's the thing? up. What's the minutes. what's the show that I really like? Uh, oh, uh, Dark Side. Dark Side Dark of the Side. Ring. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring was excellent. That shit, it's awesome. And like, I liked it back in like the early '90s. And I remember New Jack and oh, R.I.P. This yeah, he like that died last year. Well, no, he died this year. So yeah, yeah he, he died like not long after his episode came out. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was this year. 
<coughs> overdose. Pouring anyway. out some Clamato for my man, New Jack. Oh, not on the no. computer, Mikey. No. Uh, okay, so we get, so she finishes whatever. Yeah, she, she wins. She goes home. And George Hilton is there. I mean, Andrea. What do you guys prefer? Ed Weege and, and George Hilton or Jennifer Just say George and... Hilton and Ed Weege. But Ed yeah. Weege is yeah. Jennifer in this movie. George Hilton is Andrea. Andrea hey, they, they are a, a, a big duo. They do. A, they have a lot of jello. Sure. So they're, so we'll just call them that. That's fine. Yeah, they're going to be all over this, this episode and the next one. Mm-hmm. So George Hilton's there and he sets up a dinner meeting with Mizar Mazir. <laughs> we don't my... see the dinner meeting. It's just brought up later. Yeah. We, like, she goes home. She goes home. And I, this is where I noticed, I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why I wrote this, but I did notice that in these movies, matches and lighters really go a long way. Like, yeah. they'll light a match, and it just, like, lights up the yeah. entire fucking room. It's like the excuse of the director to just, like, turn everything back on. I was like, <laughs> well, it, I mean, it'd be one thing if there were, like, a bunch of candles. I think in one, they do end up having candles that they light, but in a, there's one where it's just a match. And I'm just like, okay, I, no, that is not going to light this up that much. Yeah. Anyway. But before Mazar gets home, we do see Ed Weege and the photographer, and she, like, apparently has been like taking pictures all day and she like snaps and she sees like well, a vision really of Adam. No, he's there. And the sex cult. He's no, there. this is at the photography. She's he's like there. getting a picture taken. Oh, is he there? Yes. At the, the, her the ex-husband. Yes. Her ex-husband or. She starts freaking out. Her like, ex-husband. This is in her, she has like a daydream thing. And yeah, but that, he was life. actually there. I don't think he was. In the he was because he talked Yeah, to her. no, he was. I think he was actually there because didn't he like threaten her or something? Yes, yes, he comes up to her at when she's leaving the shoot and threatens her. Um, it's her like ex husband. They were in this sex cult together. Yeah, and she's yeah, she find, keeps finding irises at least twice in the movie. She finds an iris, and, and she knows uh, that those are for, or she figures those are from him because I guess that was like part of the uh, yeah, she freaks sex out cult that the she room. Was in. They do the room spinning, uh, dream sequence deal. She leaves. She's walking down the street at night. There's a flower there, and she's followed and confronted by Adam, the flower man. Her ex-husband. And we get the, He's not just a flower dude. No, but they like <laughs> apparently were having some orgies and yeah, they did a lot of had a weird flower cult. I think it was a, also like I blood, wish there was more of the cult. There was blood movie. involved in this cult. I think too, it was like a blood yeah. cult, like some kind yeah, of that, that. I'm I'm sorry, but that that's all. I I draw the line at that shit. Yeah. I, it, it well, they the thing is, they don't go enough There's into one, I think it. Maybe all the right. colors, the dark. There's one of these like old. Martina I thought it was Strange Vice. It has more of. The I thought it was Strange stuff. Vice, but it wasn't. But uh, it, there is there is another one that has more of. It might be that your vices. Your vices a locked room. room, maybe. But um, yeah, that they they don't really go. I mean, they they she was in a cult, a sex cult, but like. Besides that, they don't really like and go this into guy does says that they were celestially married, which I take that to mean they're not legally married. Yeah. But he keeps calling himself her husband and he'll keep following her and bugging her throughout the film. Yeah, and he's not cute. Yeah. He's not cute. <laughs> Wait, she but in Strange Vice, she also has an ex husband that's bothering her from the cult, right? I mean, it's a jello. They all are basically the same. Yeah, I know. Just but like just, mixed up yeah. like a jigsaw puzzle. Well, this one less, anyway, whatever. But there's this really cool shot where it's like showing a goblet 
like a golden goblet and like you can see the orgy in the reflection i thought that was hot and then uh this is when if we just telling adam like i don't dig poly i want to be owned by a man and uh Adam's about, like, he's attacking her. He's about to inject her with a syringe. No telling what's in that. But she, like, escapes. Oh, hopefully Quaaludes. Yeah, dude. Anyone want to like, No. Yeah. Holla, holla. We're, we, every episode we've been trying to I'll ask someone for, for one Quaalude. <laughs> uh, unless you're in the FBI. Well, I, yeah, I don't kidding. think anyone in the FBI. say those letters. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so we see uh, Mizar. Uh, I said it right. Mm-hmm. He got it right that time, yeah. The broken clock is even right twice a day. Is that what? the same? What? I don't know what the fuck the that is. The boy who called wolf. Um, that, it's cried wolf. The I boy know. who cried wolf. That's the, that's oh the my god. Anyway, go so, on. So uh, Mazar gets on the elevator and she like mentally sees the girl. So she's like, fuck it, I'm taking the stairs. Even though it's the 20th floor, that's a lot of stairs. And well, she just like wrestled a lot she's probably yeah she's probably tired, tired from kicking that guy's well, I mean, sore so the power's out in her room and door slams that's what she uses the uh, matches so, and it it's like brightens up her whole fucking apartment there's a recording of her performance so I guess oh yeah that part was, was cool where yeah it's, they start playing the audio recording in back in later. it's like come on big boy yeah she finds some matches and she's fucking around with the matches and she finally lights the stove and grabs a knife, but she comes around the corner and we see her get knocked out by a man in golden gloves. And he then strips and binds her um, and puts her in the tub, which is filling up and she can't move. And he's watching and we see her like bubbling. Underwater. Yeah, this goes back to it our. Looked really cool when yeah. she was like dying. This goes like, back to this, our. Uh, do I sound like a bad person? No. For saying that? This goes back to our question of would you rather, in our last episode, would you rather be burned alive or drown? Burning <laughs> takes a long time. I feel like drowning, the sheer panic I would have from drowning. So, would, so I have a horrid fear of drowning. Like Me too. Me too. Because have you seen The Legacy? Yes. Okay. You know this. You know what scene I'm talking about then? Yeah. 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 That's where, yeah, okay, we're, we we talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. After I saw that scene in that movie, he's never seen it, but I, I ever but ever since then, I was, like, petrified. I bet you guys money. If if you drowned and then got had to fast forward and then get burned to death. No, I, I, I get it. I, 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 I get it. Burning but, would But also. You if, can stop the drought. But, but you can die just from the smoke inhalation pretty quickly if you just, like. People had to pay. To get water thrown on shit to make that happen. If you were rich, you would be allowed to, like. Yeah, but like you can't. Like it's not your natural instinct to inhale water, but it would be for you to inhale air. So you could just inhale air for like twenty minutes. Yeah, but not if they would. They would be dead. Like they might not be. uh, They might. They'd be unconscious probably the whole time. Yeah, at some point you got to go unconscious from the pain. And from the smoke inhalation, it's gonna right exactly. Yeah. So I think you would die. I think you would like I'm still taking drowning. Whatever. I think you, I think you would feel it for less time. And and I think I'd panic way more in a drowning situation. I, I would too. I would flail like a little kid. Dude, like it, it would it would oh, be. Can you imagine being tied up in a bathtub though? There's so, uh that drowning like that seems. No, I love being tied up in a bathtub. <laughs> uh... Just kidding. <laughs> 
that's actually not something I've ever done for real. So, so we see her drown, and then the next uh, scene is like police photographers taking taking pictures, and the guy's like, "Hey, can I uh, empty the tub? I want to get a dry one." I want to get a dry. Yeah, picture. and they find a note, right? And it has some like a they some well lesbian handwriting. They use uh some pretty racist language in this part. Oh yeah, there's a uh, it, it's pretty naughty. Yeah, and then like there's a bit of police brutality at the, in this uh in this scene. Um, uh, the like one of the policemen like like he says I think he says something about police brutality. He's like, yeah, you want to see police brutality, and like he hits somebody, or it's like soon after. All I know is the cop loves some fucking stamps. <laughs> the commissioner is all about a stamp collection. Both of those cops are ugly and annoying, just by the way. Yes. They so made me chuckle. They made me chuckle. Oh, also, though, I think we forgot to say this, but Jennifer and Edwidge and Marilyn, and I guess like the girl at the beginning and this and Mizar, they're all strippers. Or yeah. uh, like worse, with, uh, Jennifer and Marilyn, I think were strippers but they're like now they're trying to do modeling to get out of stripping they've all been fucked this violinist daughter not all no no marilyn and jennifer didn't well he thinks that they're bad influences i guess i mean if just being around a woman is it would be i guess but the girl at the beginning she was being called up by sheila she was being called up by her yeah. yeah we find that out later but yeah so Next week, I- can I talk about the very end? Is Sheila still calling whores over at the end of the movie? She's dead. She did die, didn't she? Yeah. I thought maybe she was real burned up. No, she died. Maybe um, it's Miss Moss. No. Wait, uh, but also, right, right about somebody calls up a whore at the end of the movie. It's probably who knows. There are a lot of people that hate whores. Come but, on um, up, I'm alone. Um, on Andrea, that's George Hilton's character. That's when we find out that he has like a blood phobia. Yes. Soon after, because he there they like clean up that apartment, Mizar's apartment, Wait, real uh, fast. So what you were talking about the police violence? The cops go to the nightclub owner. Oh and yeah, beat that's him up, that's so. what it is. Yeah, because they want the list of members. And, and he ends up giving yeah. it up because he's that's a right. Bit. And yes, we go to George Hilton and Edwidge in the apartment. Which and apparently the, he's uh, he's the architect of the building. I don't think that but they move into. Miz- but he's he, but yeah, they like clean up that apartment, and he but he's the one finding them to rent out this apartment. An architect of an apartment doesn't do that usually, but yeah, Edwidge is like whatever opening corned beef or sardines or something and cuts her finger, and, and he sees blood, and he's like freaking out. He freaks out because he has yeah. he has a severe blood phobia. Um, so that's then, important. Uh, that is important to know. So and Marilyn makes a funny joke about how there, none of her jokes are funny. So no, she's like. <laughs> She's like, he couldn't be the killer uh, because of the blood thing. And she's like, strangling's the clean way. I thought that was cute. She, she is so stupid and annoying. And uh, that's when you can hear the violin playing in the other room. Yeah, because Ed, we said something It seems like George Hilton's lying about having been there before. Who? I thought George Hilton was kind of a, a red herring. He is a red herring. Because he's like, yeah. I've never been to this apartment before, even though I designed it. But uh, and I'm, I'm finding But he knows the violinist here. guy. He's like, oh, that must be the professor next door. And she's like, I thought you said you've never been here. So oh. Marilyn plays this prank where she she isn't answering their calls. They're freaked out. So they bust into the bathroom. And she's oh, like, she's, oh, my God. She's, she's chilling in the tub. Yeah, she's she hops up and just covered in suds. I thought it was cute. I thought it was stupid. Emily, you think everything's stupid. 
Well, it's, well it's I'm sure they thought it was stupid. Um, oh, like, you don't do that right after someone dies. George Hilton just in smacks the her in the face. Oh, I love that. He just smacks her across the face. Oh, he, sla- he slaps her across the face. And then her her response <laughs> to it is hilarious. Too. It is hilarious. She's just like, <laughs> well, at first, she doesn't say anything at all. She's like, apologize she starts talking about something else and then she's like my jaw kind of hurts from being slapped but yeah. like no big deal way later but you know that is a thing in giallos they do uh that especially george hilton does uh hit women and babies well george hilton like when he runs out he like walks through traffic like trying to get hit which is kind of the italian way Just... well it's the new york way too i bet hey i'm walking over here <laughs> Um, but we see some yeah, like, Italian Americans. So Adam, like, so George Hilton's getting in his car, and Adam, the ex husband. Oh, no, wait, he, like, wait, wait, no, no, time out, time him. out. There's a quote before that, I think, is before that. When he says, uh, George Hilton says to Edwin, she says, Wait till I uh, try to make it with you, and you find out what a bastard I am. And I was yeah. like, That is the most facts thing I've ever heard. It's a, yeah, I like make it, but I don't like make <laughs> it. It's <laughs> 70s. I was like, no facts. Yeah, when he tried, when he when he actually gets your your poontang, poo he's gonna be a dick. That's <laughs> true facts. I mean, true facts all day. And so, then someone says a pretty girl is never ridiculous, which I was thought that was I, dumb. I think that might have still been him. So Adam well, tries. He's to, lying. But Adam's like, I stay away from uh, Edwin. She's mine. And don't trust your neighbors, the women at least. The cop and the, there's a scene where the cop and the photographer are talking about George Hilton and they talk about the blood phobia and shit. But then we see um, at some point Edwidge is in her room asleep and the killer like sneaks up on next to her bed and puts his, his hands on her throat, which wakes her up. She starts screaming and Marilyn wakes up and she just she just thinks she's crazy. No, she says that no she no like she nonchalantly talks about oh that time your time with the sex cult really fucked you up basically. Yeah. She's like yeah. oh lottie da about it. I mean like I was like girl you have you don't give a fuck like you just don't give a fuck. There was a cool shot during that thing where like there's a mirror on the table and Marilyn's in bed and you can see Edwige in her bed through the mirror. Yeah, that I like that shot too. Yeah. But uh, Adam's watching everything. Well, uh, that's what you usually do when you watch movies. Yeah, that's true. So, everything. But uh, Marilyn and... I only watch half the Marilyn screen. Marilyn and Ed, we go to a cafe, and this is where we get introduced to Sheila, because Marilyn's kind of trying to hit on her, it seems like. No, she to wants to try to make money, is what... Which apparently, I think, means be Sheila's hooker. <laughs> I, I think that... I, I don't know. Was it Sheila... I also got the vibe that Sheila might be a madam as well. Possibly. But her dad walks up and... Uh, her dad is a violinist off. guy. We see Edwidge walking in the room. Adam's mm-hmm. watching her, of course. Um, the cop, cop and George Hilton uh, have this weird conversation about Mazir where the cop's like, everyone wants a black girl. Like, man, the 70s were wild. It's Mazar. Mazar. <laughs> what did I say, Mazir again? Yep. Shit. So what, at this didn't point, he, didn't he say something where it was like, oh, but she's not too black or something like that? Was that earlier? <laughs> as, at somebody, some point, yeah. And then somebody's like, as black as your sin. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she's pretty black, she, though. I mean, yeah, she was, she's like, I she mean, she, she like, she like, looks like she'd be in a like a black exploitation movie. She's not like yeah. light skinned or anything. She's no, like, no, not, not at all. Like, 
No, she's not like Grace Jones dark, but she's like, I mean, coffee. Dark. I thought she was beautiful. She is. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I mean, like, that'd be like being like, uh, saying that I wasn't like super white. Like, I clearly am. Kind of pink. Well, that's true. But I mean, we aren't talking about like shades. So George Hilton gets out of the cop office, and he, I think he's trying to call Ed Weege, and Ed Weege is like running into the apartment. But as soon as she hangs up, or as soon as she picks up, he hangs up. I'm pretty sure it was him. Hey, George. But Adam's in there, and he like rips off her clothes. And <coughs> wait, we do find out it couldn't have been Adam, right? I don't know. There's some stuff that's kind of time wise confusing to me a little bit. But uh, the cops. When, like, do you, when do we hear the. It's when like is, flashing back and forth between the cop and George Hilton and then we generate a When is the first sad. time that uh, she hears the man's. She hears a man's voice and Marilyn's like, I don't hear it. I think you're maybe 10 minutes ahead of me. Let okay, me, well. Let me. I'm going to get real fast, real quick. Unless, Jason, you want to interject anything here before I speed? No, speed away. All right. So George Hilton, he picks up Ed Weege. The cops are following him. They talk about Adam, have dinner. Uh, the cops watching and reporting back to the fucking boss. It's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're walking he, in the park. Yeah. We get another update call. He drops. He's, yeah, watch, he's watching he's them like, on a date. I try to make it yeah, yeah he's watching them on a date. Yeah. And then uh, she's back at home. The bathroom, the windows are open. It's like, okay, she's she's about to take off her clothes, but the golden glove is there. And we know it's not Adam at this point. There's some more cool mirror tricks. She runs and takes shelter at Sheila. Okay. At Sheila. At Sheila's house. She oh, runs yeah, out of the yeah, apartment. She runs, and she runs into yeah. Sheila's, or she knocks and Sheila lets her in. But then the violin dude comes in and he's acting funny. That's her dad. Yeah, violin daddy. Professor guy. He's acting funny. And Sheila takes her home. We can kind of tell Sheila's in, into her. Uh, she shows her the broken lamp. Then Marilyn shows up, and uh, we kind of think, oh, Marilyn thinks she's crazy. But then we see the bloody iris on the floor. There's blood on the closet door. They open up the closet. And then and Adam, Adam is, is in there. Yeah, that's how we know it's not Adam. And the cop is, yeah, that, and the cop <laughs> is with Edwige at the station and is like, oh, maybe it was a lover's suicide. It's like nobody fucking commits suicide by stabbing themselves in the gut. Yeah, they do. El- Elliot Smith. He shot himself. No, he didn't. Guy, he didn't stabbed he? himself in the chest. Oh, I'm thinking of Sparkle Horse guy. He shot himself in the chest. My God. Yeah, that's, be, yeah close, that's a different podcast close right, to there. Home over right there. So. so they may do a suicide podcast. No. Maybe a... I, I, must I remember don't know. I'm uh, sure. I bet someone does. How famous people kill themselves. Elliot Smith did, did that. Well, they think that... Spark- well, some thing, some people famous? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, some famous. people think else that uh, his like girlfriend did it, but... He wrote a not okay. Gabby. No. Oh, Elias. Oh my God. I love you, girl. <laughs> no. I, no, I mean, I, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, make sure it counts. I mean, I'm not gonna shoot myself in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't stab <laughs> myself in the chest either. Because yeah. also, what in what movie? Oh, it's in Reservoir Dogs. They talk about how much like um, it takes a lot. It's like how. How usually you won't die it's from like, a shot to the gut. You're gonna and be it'll, okay. It's, it's just like it takes a really fucking like it takes a really fucking long time. You're gonna be okay, Larry. Like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, if you're gonna try, it, so don't the, do it that way. The cop has this crazy idea. He's like, "Yeah, don't move out yet. We want to use you as bait, yeah. which is always a bad idea." Um, we see, um, 
Marilyn painting her toenails and they're talking about that's when the cop, uh, she starts thinking she lives. that's when she starts saying she hears uh, Mrs. Moss yeah, the she widow hears somebody she's and, like who lives next door she, yeah she's, she's, so she hears her but um and then she's like I hear her talking to a man, to a man and Marilyn's and like I sounds. yeah Marilyn's like I think you're imagining it and then that's when they find. That's when they go back to the cops and the cops have found uh, they finally like gotten the results from the handwriting sample. Uh, Mizar's love note or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's uh, reveals that it's she that the note was from Sheila, um, the violinist daughter. Before who's that happens, him. we see Miss Moss buying horror tales. at the Horror tales. That made me laugh. That was, that was great. <laughs> well, you you need the- you need to be a special crazy person to buy horror tales. Buy horror tales. And I was like, I need some old horror tales. It's basically, was it just like a comic book? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably was like. It's probably for. It was probably EC, for her son. EC horror shit. Oh, it was. Yeah, it might have just yeah. been a, a Jalo, right? We're, no, we're it wasn't. It, but gas, anyway, gaslier than. A so NC, he's one of the. He's the other detective. He interviews um, Sheila, mm-hmm. the, um, the lesbian, and she, so that's when she comes out as a lesbian. We don't know that till just now. And um, the she, cop basically tells her to get strictly dickly, or she's gonna get in trouble. Right, but she strictly also dickly. admits <laughs> she she admits at that moment that she was also uh, the one who hired Luna at the beginning of the film. Yes. So that she admits that, and that's when Andrea or George Hilton invi- invites uh, Jennifer over to his house, they where find, he's like, "I love that's love. that." No, that is where they have. Is that that where they have weird sex? No, that's it's in Strange that's Lines, in, okay. They have sex in a different movie. But then, then it's like cuts to the next day, and Marilyn's out just like, I don't know. Oh, but the, at one point, the cop is like watching, and he's like, yeah, they're really going at it, boss. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get off that detail. It's not, I mean, it's clearly. It's, it's a waste of our tax Well, dollars. they figured out the, wouldn't they be going harder for, towards Sheila? Anyway, whatever. I mean, what was the whole fucking point of that? I'm not real sure. The handwriting table was okay. So she hired so Luna. She's the only one that has a connection to the two deaths. So like, why yeah. would why is he still on detail for George Hilton and Ed Wege and not watching the lesbian? I mean, it's clearly not no, going to be the lesbian because it's you too obvious. Be a Roman but cop from the seventies because you would have uh, cut this this guy early. I guess yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't have because she wasn't the killer either. But you know, but it's the next day and we see Marilyn walking with gifts down the street. She's having just a mar- she, she she didn't give a shit about anything. The, she sees somebody that she recognizes because she's like, oh hey. But then the man in golden gloves stabs her right on the sidewalk, and nobody, and nobody gives, gives a, a shit. Nobody, nobody cares. no nobody one cares. cares. So, but 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 uh, all out of out of nowhere, oh, Andrea like is there, and he and just he happens walk- to be. Yeah, yeah. He gets out of a taxi, or no, he no, he was waiting for a taxi. He's just there. Yeah. And, and um, the cop's like, eating a salami sandwich. So he sees her, and he gets scared by the blood, and so he runs. But that makes the cops think that he's yeah, everybody is pointing. Well, at well him. first of all, you, I was about to say, like everyone's like in a circle, like pointing at him, like you did this. And he's just like, I, I, dude, she just came to me. And also, I'm afraid of blood. He's afraid of blood. He's like freaking out. Yeah. So the cops are telling Jennifer that they think George Hilton is the killer, but she's like. There's no way he's innocent. He's scared of blood. Yeah. So um, she goes back to the her apartment. Stupid. Um, this is where Miss Mops. She runs into Miss Mops. Yes. Tr- no. Miss no. Mops, that's she. No. Well, she and does. Then picks it up for. Her. But then she hears. Then, oh, the like moss. in the next scene, she hears Miss Moss with the male yeah, voice she's again. She's like washing her hands, 
and yep. she hears that arguing. And so then, she uh, breaks it to their apartment. She knew, I knew but at that point the magazines were for somebody else. Yeah, Miss Moss leaves and gets on the elevator, and Edwige's watching outside of her door, but she goes and rings the doorbell. Like, the guy's just going to answer the door. David. But then she tries the keys, and one of the keys opens the door to her neighbor's house, and for some... Like, if I'm sneaking in somebody's house, I'm just going to leave that door open so I can get out as fast as possible. But she, like, closes the door behind her. Yeah, yeah so she she finds uh, Miss Moss's son, who's a secret, a secret. He's this deformed guy named David. And then Miss Moss gets back and yeah. yells at her, and she, she, she kicks her out. Cops. No, cops no, did, they, did they ever say what actually know. happened to him? No, I think it looks like he was burned. Though. Yeah, he was, yeah that's, see, that's what I thought. Um, Sheila looks just like him at the. She does. I thought she. she I thought they were Steve. the same person. So then Jennifer calls the police, but Miss they can't find shit. But Miss, but they can't find David because Miss Moss has hidden him. Is um, like a by the time, room or yeah, and she's like, "I live alone, whatever." And so, but then, he was basically Harry Potter because he was like living in the closet, like yeah. underneath the stairs, or, or like I felt like it was more of like a bad Ronald situation. You know, that yeah, that too. Like where she that her his mom like creates like a whole like like she shuts off like part of the house and like builds a wall. Right, and like all his like comic books and horror tales books were like up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's all he has. <laughs> yeah, he had the whole damn set. But Jennifer, <laughs> so gets, she's like, "Fuck the police, I'm leaving," and she's like packing her bag. Yeah, she but she gets a call from George Hilton who asks yeah. her to meet him at a junkyard. at a junkyard <laughs> outside of town. So that's. That's above so then board. She's at this um, junkyard, and like for some reason, car doors are slamming by themselves, and fucking the hoods are slamming. Cars are falling over, and uh, George Hilton's there. He's there, but, but he, he gets scared. The cop is, the also, cop there. is also there because he followed Jennifer, so he gets scared and he leaves. So then and Jennifer goes back to her apartment, and she uh, runs into Sheila. Yeah, and Sheila wants to be her roommate in her new place. And they try to get in the elevator to go but it back goes up, down to and the it basement. goes down into the basement. So the killer... So they're like, well, we'll while we're here, let's just explore the basement. It seemed like Ed Weege was kind of staying back, and uh, Sheila's just walking around, and the killer burns the fuck out of her with some steam. From a boiler. Well, the boiler was sabotaged by the killer to kill yeah. Jennifer, but it ends up killing Sheila oh. Right, but I mean, I feel like this that, that could have been avoided, you know, by falling down or something. Yeah, or anything. Instead of, instead of flailing around a, for like 10 more. minutes. Yeah, that, that happens in Silent Madness too, but it's a little more believable because the guy's like holding her up to the thing. But anyway, yeah, no, she's just standing there and just lets it, I guess. So then we get yeah. some of our favorite cat and mouse around. The I don't like room. this shit. But so. it was a lovely set. It was pretty. And then you see a flashlight. You think it's the Golden Globe killer, but it's really George. Yeah, yeah, Andrea or George, George Shelby, is like, if yeah. you really think it's me, just go. And he like lets her go up the stairs. Well, well, no, he he says that he's innocent, but um, she doesn't believe him. So uh, the police come and they chase him, and um, but he gets away. So at the same time, Miss Moss is um, he's got. Down. She finds out. She like. She's like David's missing from his. David's gotten loose or whatever. Yeah. Uh. So, then Professor and she Isaac. Dro she drops her. Uh, she drops her tray, and the cop hears like a 
a bang from next door, but he's just he didn't care. Her. And yeah. then, for, like, uh, Professor Isaac's the violin guy, Sheila's dad. She's he's like super upset about um, his about Sheila, and he's just like playing his violin, I guess, about it. Yeah, you hear the violin but, next door, but uh, so she so Jennifer's the like photographer's coming to pick Jennifer, but Jennifer because Jennifer's like, fuck this for real, like, I, I'm leaving, like, I'm not gonna play your stupid games, and uh, I'm out. So, but while she's like packing, she gets attacked. Well, all the cops are like outside the building, they leave her alone. And she's like brushing her hair when the Golden Glove man comes through the window. Maybe you she keep calling him the, the Golden hallway, Glove man. Like but she breaks like into the violin boxer. teacher slash Sheila's house. And we see Mrs. Moss's son, David, David Moss. His, with his, his body's in a, in a chair. chair. Yeah. And we see the violin as a tape recording. Yep. And in comes the killer and it's the dad. Yeah, he takes up. It, I, I thought he had a really cool, like, weird, uh, you know, whatever that's weird. Who we used to wear? Oh, God. Um, I want some oven in my oven. That guy. Uh, I gotta have you. Gotta, gotta have you. Uh, he'd like, would wear all this, like, all like latex or like a full latex mask. He looked cool, but he says he got the idea from finding. David Moss watching his daughter standing there, which does that mean? Like the first time the Glenn Meadmore. It's dead? Glenn Meadmore. He was like a punk, like a. I don't think I know. It's that. like a rock. Uh, it's it's country punk or something. It's some weird shit. You wanted to say rockabilly is what you were starting to say. No, it wasn't. Country it's not that. It's, it's called. Call. It's called something. It's you know. It's not. It's called um, like he was like friends with like the goddess bunny. And we're stuff. so close to the end here though. So it's the violin dad. Cowpunk. He says he got the dad. Sorry. He says he got the <laughs> idea from David, but he was going to use it to take care of all the bad influences on his lesbian daughter. And he takes the son's corpse and throws it over the stairs. And I think, did he drug her? Like, well, I no. He, he Okay, so he... He passes out. No, He's he... Like out of it. Here's the deal. He had gotten David to dress up like him. In all of the times that you saw the killer and he didn't kill anybody, that was, that David. was David. Yeah, dressed up as him. So uh, then, but, then when he accidentally he he admits that he accidentally killed Sheila with the steam because uh, he meant for it to be for Jennifer, but he he like uh, chloroforms her. Okay, he chloroforms her. Is about to toss her over the edge. But no, like he 20, but he throws David's body stories. down the um, open stairwell before before that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I, I yeah. enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, I it was, was like, why? I mean, it wasn't quite the the level of uh, "Don't torture a duckling" when that guy was falling with all the close-ups on no. the face scraping. No. <laughs> we didn't get that, but it was a nice a nice fall. But he's about to throw Ed Weege over when George Hilton comes and saves the day. They're fighting, and uh, we see George Hilton have a flashback when he sees some blood about his dad dying when he was a little. Yeah, kid. I, that's the last note I read. I was like, oh, cool. We find out why George Hilton had a yeah, like, blood phobia. Like, I even needed to know that. I didn't need that flashback. Yeah. But, yeah I mean, at that but, point, it, it was a moot point at that point. I mean, it didn't matter. Yeah, the nobody cared. Yeah. And then the cops are listening to a recording of him ad admitting his guilt. So they know they got the right, right guy. And then we get the another girl getting that phone token, calling up to the top floor, and it's over. So yeah, but that was like when there's the glove guy with Ed Weege in her bedroom when they're her and Marilyn are trying to sleep. That's David, right? Yeah. 
just anytime it, anytime it's like not lethal okay. basically yeah okay so kill count uh one we have luna she's stabbed three times in the pelvic region her throat slit by uh, professor isaacs with a scalpel that's four minutes into the eight uh four minutes into the movie then we have Mizara Harrington. She's drowned in her bathtub by Professor Isaacs at 22 minutes. So that's uh, almost 20 minutes later. Adam is stabbed in the stomach by Professor Isaacs off screen. But we see his body at 53 minutes. So that's like almost 30 minutes later. Um, and then we have Marilyn. She's stabbed in the stomach by Professor Isaacs and she bleeds out at one hour and five minutes. Um, Sheila has accidentally burned to death by her father with a hot jets of steam from a boiler at one hour and 24 minutes and then uh david moss is found dead in a chair presumably killed by professor isaacs off screen yeah. but he's found at one hour and uh, 29 minutes and then professor isaacs is uh, thrown over a railing by andre in self-defense and falls to his death at one hour and 33 minutes so um yeah if there's not many kills i guess like they timed them out okay yeah. like so it wasn't like just one in like 53 minutes and like all at once at the end, but you know, it's not great. I don't think, but it was a well-paced tight little package. Uh, I, I mean, I, I found myself I getting confused a quite a bit. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> I got less confused with the other one. Well, I've seen this one a lot. So, but I'd forgotten a lot about it, but, um, uh, this is my first time. with Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I thought I'd let you borrow it before. But, um, Oh, I used to love this one a lot, but whatever. I mean, I still liked it. I just didn't like it as much as I used to. So uh, I have a little bit of um, trivia. So the Italian movie poster for Dirty Harry is seen in the opening sequence. Yep. Um, the director, Giuliano Carnemeo, a.k.a. Anthony Ascot, uh, focused, Anthony focused mostly on spaghetti westerns and comedic sexy all Italiana. Sexy comedy Italian style is what that translates to. So the writer Ernesto Gastaldi wrote more than 100 movies and dozens of novels. Um, he was also a director. Uh, the composer, Bruno Nicolai, I used to have this on uh, vinyl, but I sold it to because uh, I needed money for Christmas. Anyway, um, so he also did music for the Italian movie Django. Sure from 1966 and he did the uh, music for the italian version of romeo and juliet um oh, the one with olivia hussey's tits yeah and baby. we talked about how no it. we talked about oh, it's not the same one that's not the no, same it's, one that's not the same it's one really okay fine whatever but uh we th this happened with riz ortolani too the that composer Quentin Tarantino really yeah. likes riz ortolani and bruno mm -hmm. nicolai so he's used their music in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kill Bill Volume 2. Uh, he per he performed one of the songs on the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack, um, I, Vito, Vito, Esfara. Uh, he did uh, music for Case of the Scorpion's Tale, The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave, All the Colors of the Dark, Your Vice is a Locked Room, and Only I Have the Key. Uh, basically, he worked a lot with Sergio Martino. Um, he also did the music for The Red Queen Kill Seven Times and 1979's Caligula. Uh, there was a novelization of the film that was written by Michael Hudson in 2015. I'd read it. Yeah, I would too. So, um, what 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 did you rate it over there, Jeremy? <laughs> out of five. So, out of, out out of five, I would give it probably like a two and a half. I, I will say I liked I liked 
Um, I like the other one better. I feel the same. I used to think that this was my favorite, like Jallo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But like this time I was like, I would have given it probably a four in the past. But like now I think I'm going for a loose three and a half, like 3.25, three and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, beautifully shot. And I don't know. I I just, I I felt, like I said, I got got confused like like a bunch of, times with like the flashbacks that, i mean that like, happens shit that, like that that comes with the territory with, yeah. it, with yellows but like less so in some of them than this one i'm this going with a gentleman's three right in the middle of you guys i thought it was a little clunky at parts but there was a lot of stuff I really. the music's enjoyed. great the the cinematography yeah. is all in these are always they're they're beautiful movies we're talking about the future well, yeah. but i'm talking about the future right now but uh we we also watched another movie with the same uh, main actors that we're getting ready to do for next week. And everything that I liked about this, I liked a lot more in the other movie. Yeah. But I think that's unfair because Strange Vice Miss Awards, I think it's a masterpiece. Also, I think, but th- that this came out after Strange Vice, but, oh, Stra- yeah, but Strange Vice is more of like a murder mystery. I mean, they're all murder mysteries, but that one's way more of a murder mystery. This one's more yeah, of like a. More this one goes <laughs> on the more slasher side than. Yeah, that one's a lot Strange more Vice. clue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot, lot more sure, clue. Yeah. And uh, the the like the twist is that one makes more sense. I mean, a lot of these, it's there. It's they they they're going for the way it looks, yeah. the sound, like the music. Yeah. Um. Like beauty and less on plot. Uh, and it's always going to be like, you know, the least likely, they don't want you to be able to guess who the, who the killer is. So it's like concealing it. But the way they do that is by confusing, like just confusing the shit out of you. And and you have a lot of plot holes. Like in these movies, killers are the smartest motherfucker ever (laughs) who everything goes super right for the killer. It's like, yeah, faster. uh, But I mean, Dario Argento is just, is, you know, like, Everyone shits their pants over him, and I think he's great. I do, but like, um, I like horror stuff more than this. But movie. like, I, me too. Well, actually, that's not true. Tenebrae is my favorite movie by him, true. and that's actually the oh. the most logical one. Yeah. But he's like, all of his movies are like have so many plot holes. It's fucking Swiss cheese, but they're beautiful. Again, the killers are always like, I know everyone that you know, and I know where they live, and I can get there faster. But I think so Dario Argento. I think a lot of these people are like, I want to make a piece of art and the these movie like the movie and artistic. like the 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 plot is second to that yeah so there's yeah. like a, a movie that came out in 2017 it was a french movie called night plus heart it was like a, oh i saw a that yeah. i thought it was like it was okay really, really on the money for going back to this this style of sleekness showed it at central didn't they thriller yeah it's one of the first movies yeah um so anyway this is the end of our episode so stay gagged on uh fans of the dead podcast stay gagged on uh ritzy's salami sandwich in a car when marianne's oh yeah maryland what what do you want to say gagged on jeremy it's nothing for it says stay gagged on like george hilton i mean a boston cream pie but it does not it says it's usually from the movie it's not from the room it's life i mean i'm not gonna lie stay gagged on Fucking Edwidge, is it Finetch? Oh, Edwidge, she is. Edwidge, so, she is. She is the most beautiful woman. She has I, I, I now all of a sudden need to see almost everything that she's in. Oh, strip nude for she's in a ton. So, uh, oh, I know she is. I, uh, I, I am beat her, and it was just, it's like holy shit, she's yeah, done a she's lot in of a these. Ton of shit, but um, she was in Hostel and, Part Two, also I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, she is. I think so. I don't know. No, she's in part two though. But uh, and stay gagged on all of our social media: Instagram, uh, TikTok, Gagging with a Knife Podcast, Twitter, Gag Knife Pod. Become a patron for early access to episodes, member shoutouts, fan requested episodes, bonus episodes. When we get to ten members, we're gonna do a prize drawing. Buy our merch at Gagging with a Knife Podcast. Doc, I already said that. Gag Me With Knife Podcast.com. Our Patreon is www.patreon.com slash Gag Me With a Knife Podcast. And we will see you next time. Jeremy is going to be with us again for yeah. the Strange Month of this war. And we continue our Giallo month. I promise so we'll see my power won't go out this time. Well, the, see ya. I thought we hit it well. But, uh, well, yeah. True. Sure. <laughs>